change It's like my dreams out of reach This pain and all this grief You see God and you have to speak Tell him it's crazy in these streets Feel my pain and you're so deep Yo, I'm Pastor Phil Welcome to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sears XM, Channel 154. Yo, Church on the Block, we are back, y'all. That's right. We are back, man. And, you know, our show's effort is to have real talk conversations about the church, hip-hop, you know, and the block and the streets. And we want to touch on, on, on things that, Maybe the church has, maybe skirted around it, or maybe believers have, but we just want to confront it, touch on it, talk about it, and unpack it, and still be followers of Christ in the midst of it, and not feel like this anti-Jesus uh, type of a movement, right? And so we want to uh, bring those realities in all the topics that we have with hip-hop, the church, and the streets. And we've been talking about an array of different things here uh, the last couple of weeks, man. We just finished a great uh, conversation about uh, with Molly Music. Uh, Molly was in town uh, and we had a great interview with Molly and um, it was crazy because Molly said if he was going to be a rapper, he'd be DMX. I love that part. I love that part. Man. Mm-hmm. So now we're in a conversation with our great friend today. We're going to introduce him in a second. What's up, Jay? What's up? What's up, uh, DJ Ruckus? What's going on? What's good, everybody? It is a beautiful Sunday morning to be with everybody this morning. Happy to be here. Yo, what's up, everybody? Pastor Jay here. Good to see you. See, I can't see y'all. Good to be with you. <laughs> he sees Jay, you. Jay got that future vision. Right. <laughs> He sees you in the spirit, in the spirit man, his spirit man. <laughs> hey, hey, you got to talk like those preachers talk. There's one person out there you're going to donate $100 to us right now. I see you. Now we we got to have about a whole series on that right there. And, 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 and that one person brings that $100. I've got some anointing oil from the toilets of Jerusalem. That's right. Um, some nonsense, man. <laughs> Yo, what is going on? Everybody, we got our brother, none other than Show Baraka. What's up, Show? Oh man, what a privilege privilege it is to be with you, brothers. <laughs> man, Show, it is great for you to I mean, great for us to uh, to, to have you. It's great for me to be. Out there. I'm welcome. <laughs> <laughs> My third cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> but man. I, I mean, one man, you are a great friend, man. We we've known each other for a long time. Uh, you know, Pastor Jay for forever, man. Uh, from the pre locks to the locks to the <laughs> yeah, I brother seen two cycle of locks with me. I think, man, <laughs> man, man. I wish I, I wish I could have said that. I got just one cycle. I'm trying to keep it alive. <laughs> Of hair, period. Um, I knew uh, I knew Pastor Jay when he was uh, tagging on walls and you know doing illegal graffiti in buildings and, and uh, <laughs> right. But now the Lord has that's, redeemed him. He's redeemed his that, art, amen. That, that's what y'all was doing down there in Tuskegee. He was down there tagging on the buildings. <laughs> what was your graffiti? What was your What was your handle? What was your handle as a as a, as a 
as a writer? I uh, my first one was Chaos, K A O S. Oh, we got Chaos and Ruckus in the building. We got Chaos and Ruckus mm. in the building. That's crazy. Look at like that. <laughs> now he's making holy like chaos, that. holy chaos. Christian right. chaos. Come on, somebody. As <laughs> what are we at a keyboard? We're at a keyboard. There's, there's bad trouble, but there's some good trouble as well. As John mm-hmm. Lewis, there you go. Say. Come on. <laughs> so like real quick though how did uh pastor jay and show how did how did y'all connect like how did y'all connect back in school like y'all bump each other in a calf and be like yo that's my seat now that's my seat (laughs) it was uh that was a library studying (laughs) yeah so there was a a building a building was falling apart and there was two crews trying to battle out who will save the building and you know just old school old school breaking no um you know we were both students at tuskegee um, you know, it slips my mind may have who, who, who have may have introduced us, but I remember he had a crew from Chicago that he would hang with. Um, and there was a, a group of individuals that I was connected with some folks from New Jersey and like, even though I was from Cali and somehow, man, like folks, we just, cause he lived in a different dorm. You were like in the smart dorm. You were like in the educated folks dorm, right? They segregated us like <laughs> Banneker. <laughs> Banneker was the smart kids and they tried to keep the smart kids just from the average, you know, the average students, which were in Bethune like me. <laughs> and uh, somehow we connected and we started this group. I think it may have been my man, Corey. Was it Corey who connected us? It might have been, but you wrong. I was in Bethune too. Me and Chris was Bethune, room 333, third floor. That- don't try to be, don't try to be a part of, don't try to be with the lowly folks now. Like you try, you try to connect with the lowly. Delph actually lived in our room. Je- Julian lived in our room the second half of the year. So that's why I knew. Uh, Okay, my bad. Well, I got it wrong. But anyway, yeah, man, like there was a brother, there was a couple folks from Chicago who would rap. Um, and Jay was one of them, another brother named Corey, who we would call adverbs. And, uh, man, we got to a point where we just sat around, talked about hip hop so much. We would rap, we'd battle other crews on campus and we caught ourselves 35th element. And man, it was just, it was, it was a beautiful, you know, it's crazy. Now I think about it. It was like, it was what I would love to see like Christian communities kind of com- create in a way like we created like on a, on a college campus because we were always together we had everything in common we supported one another it was just a beautiful thing to see like you know 18 19 20 year olds just 17 year olds just connect and just try to make the best of their existence on a on a small college campus and not really having history with each other other than the time you know y'all met there right i mean you all has your own kind of connection oh, that's dope that's dope. yeah we had our differences. I mean, it was my first time actually, you know, California is fairly di- diverse, but that was my first time actually, you know, hip hop in, in a way was the was the means of getting to know people from different places. You know, mm. I listened to a lot of common. I listened to, you know, uh, I listened to Juice. I listened to, the, you know, every now and then I listened to the uh, the uh, hey in the middle of the barn and do oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Crucial conflict. Crucial conflict. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, but then, you know, My you, man you said he listened to do or die. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, you know what I'm saying? I was, you know, a little twister. But Common okay. was my, Common was my entry into Chicago. Mm. And, and so whatever he communicated about Chicago was, was it. Or, you know, I had other friends who lived in Jersey and, you know, 
And so when you would actually meet somebody from there, it was like, yo, yo, yo. So is it true what Common says or is it true with, you know, is this what? Now, imagine it's the 90s. So there's no, I mean, Internet is, is around, but you don't really have Internet access unless you go to a library. Right. 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 You don't have cell phones for real. Like the only the rich kids had cell phones. Right. You know what I mean? And so, uh, well, late 90s, early 2000s. And so, yeah, man, like when you meet somebody like from Chicago, you're talking to him. He's like, yo, so, you know, what's up? You're, oh, man, Giordano's. You're like, oh, what's a Giordano's? <laughs> right, right, right. Why y'all, why y'all wear y'all, why those, why y'all wear those Jabot pants? Why y'all wear, what's up with them? Right. The right. murder Air Force Ones that y'all rock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it was funny, though, show what you just said. You said, uh, you know. Um, y'all, you know, I would listen to Common, and then you know, <clears throat> in Jersey, and then he was quiet. Wasn't nobody, nobody in Jersey around. I know, wasn't nobody in Jersey. I was like, who? <laughs> the only people I could think of was like Lauren Hill. That was it. Like our Fuji's, right. the Fuji's. Yeah. Uh, you know, Joe Button started popping after, but I'm trying to think of who was in Jersey around that time. Naughty by Nature. I mean, you had, mm-hmm. I guess you had mm-hmm. like the Native Tongues, Redman, Redman, Redman. Oh snap! Yeah. Red man, I forgot. No, okay, I disrespected the. I disrespected red man. <laughs> man, so no. so when y'all first y'all, y'all first met in school that way, y'all y'all both believers then? Oh, absolutely not. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and then oh, we was wilding out. So our crew was our crew was a bunch of brothers who was just like hip hop was our right, guy. right with, with connection no doubt no doubt no doubt yeah no we was we was we was yo funniest story i was just telling somebody so this random dude so y'all we have a mutual friend and, and a brother canon yeah who's a a, hip, a christian hip hop so he calls me randomly like this week and he was like yo man i met this brother who went to tuskegee and he knows everything about you and your crew and i figured like he's not lying he ain't just pulled this off the internet so he's like I, he wanted to holler at you so he puts him on the phone i, I don't remember this dude but jay you may know him i don't know his name was cornelius um but he said uh and i was telling him a story this is crazy so we used to battle our crews used to battle and there's another crew called the desperados and jay will remember this story so um Corey, a brother named adverbs from chicago was probably the best rapper in our crew that dude is just talented and he could freestyle for out. I mean, we would walk to the store. His brother just be freestyling. So anyway, one, you know, you get on the yard. Fridays was like the time to show out. You bring uh, your best fit. There'd be, you know, music. Well, anyway, these brothers, these were like more the New York, the, the, the East Coast heads of the crew. And they were the Desperados, usually older than us. And they wanted to battle. And so, my, you know, we were battling freestyling. But my man Corey went in and just embarrassed, like embarrassed the whole crew in front of hundreds of people. Well, later that night, later that night, these these gentlemen uh, run up in there. You were actually there. So you so you go. You you can kind of tell the story a little bit uh, of what happened actually in the room. Yeah. Later that evening, they run in. So I'm in the in Corey's dorm room. So Corey did live in another uh, dorm. He lived in Young Hall. Um, he's in the room, and we're all in there, kind of just like doing our thing, listening to music, writing rhymes, doing whatever. They bust in the room, come in, start jumping on Corey. Like all in there, we like we like scrapping, right? And uh, the way it work, of course, is like, oh no, this this it's it's on now. So now it's. Right. Now we calling up our crew, getting everybody together. We talking about how we gonna find these dudes on the yard and work them. Show come over there with a bat. 
<laughs> well, that's why you want to yeah. the rest of the story. That's why you want to <laughs> I was hoping this was gonna leave oh, y'all, I was hoping, like, you know, maybe y'all was straight out there. Y'all was straight out there. Thugging. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. So we start. So the way that the dorms was set up, it was like four dorms that made like a square, and in the middle of those four dorms was like this little quad area, I guess, where you can just kind of congregate, and everybody could hang out. Well, man, it's like eleven o'clock at night. I don't know, like, and all of a sudden. Their crew and our crew are facing. Now, they deeper than us. We, we got about maybe seven to eight people. I don't know how many. I'm just throwing a number. But they like in the teens. And uh, apparently one dude already had his hand in his like his pants, like as if he was trying to disguise something. And so even if we had, you know, had weapons. And so we just get to shouting at each other. And all of a sudden, bro, it's like uh, 200 men are like circling us. Like it's it's a show now. It's like a spectacle. <laughs> and at that point, I think none of us was like, we ain't gonna fight, but we want to show that we ain't no punk. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna do all that shout. <laughs> and at that time, here's the crazy part about this. At that time, I remember I started going to a Bible study because my brother had a, you know, my freshman and sophomore year. My brother had, uh, I would go back home and he would put me in these Bible studies and I would be involved. And I actually started to get to a place where it was like, man, like this stuff is starting to stick a little bit. Mm. So anyway, I'm sitting there like we, our crew is looking at the other crew, cussing them out, screaming all kind of what we're going to do. And I look to the right <laughs> and I see the gentleman who leads the Bible study just sitting there looking at me with his hand <laughs> folded, just shaking, just shaking his head. And I was like, oh, Lord, this is not a good look. <laughs> so I I, I kind of like stepped back a little bit, kind of, you know, that little uh, Homer Simpson meme where he kind of like migrated to the budget. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yo, for real though. But soon after that, I started going to um, Bible study for real, for real. Um, and what's crazy is we... Uh, we moved off campus. Jay lived in an apartment, like literally two doors down from me. And uh, I remember, uh, hopefully Jay won't be embarrassed for me telling like, so I become, so our crew, the same dudes, we, we kind of live in apartments, like not, that are not far from us, but I, I become a Christian and it's just hard for me, bro. Cause I'm just like, my girl was living with me. Yeah. And uh, well, all of us, had our girls in our apartments with us, basically. And at some point I was like, yo, you, you gotta, you got, you can't live here no more, <laughs> but I'm still living with dudes who smashing every night. <laughs> right. Got their girlfriend, their girlfriends walk around half naked. Right. Right. But what? And then I, and I, you know, I'm hanging around J and them, you know, folks is, I'm not saying Jay was doing this, but you know, folks is smoking weed yeah. <laughs> all the time, watching pornography. Yeah, Let's clear that up. Not Jay. <laughs> not Jay. Other people in the house. There's other people, other human beings, right, not right. this brother. <laughs> Smoking weed, watching pornography. And I'm like, and and they knew, they knew I was trying to live differently, but it was almost like they was trying their best to be like, nah, show you can't, this can't be serious. This can't be yeah. serious. This is going to last five minutes. And yeah, yeah. I was so serious, bro. I was so serious about Jesus that I actually was like, yo, man, y'all, I, I got to move back in the dorm because this is rough. Mm. And so I left the apartment. Wow. Moved back into the dorm with a bunch of Christians. And it's crazy, man, because I like not too long after that, 
Jay started coming around to the Bible study. Uh, one of our another brother's name, Stealth of Julian, he started coming. Corey was like, I ain't going to Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> but man, yeah, like, bro. And eventually, man, Jay, we all, we, and that's how I introduced him to like the cross movement. I started hitting him with like uh, uh, grits. Corey Red Precise. Yeah. So, Ooh, yeah, yeah. That was the introduction to, you know, the Christian hip hop life. That's crazy. And, and, and we're going to come back to that because what, what about sophomore year at this time? What is this? Yeah. Yeah. Around my sophomore year. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yo, Church on the Block, man. We'll be right back with some more conversation with Show Baraka. Peace. Yo, you're listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip hop, the church, and the street. Do not. You hear me? Do not touch that dial. Do not touch that knob. Don't unplug the Bluetooth. Stay right here with us. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Yo, welcome back to Church on the Block. It's Pastor Jay here with Pastor Phil, DJ Ruckus, and my boy, Show Baraka, all the way from ATL. Man, I'm glad that y'all are back with us. Y'all, we having this conversation about uh, uh, kind of like how Show and I met, and then also about how the evolution in the Christian hip-hop happened. And so he got to tell a lot of the story, man. I want to make sure I get my piece in, you know what I'm <laughs> Out there wilding, you know, only beating people with bats and smoking weed and looking at porn like show talking about, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, um, real talk, like at that time, um, show shared in the first uh part of the show about how um his brother Dahadi was leading a uh Bible study and, and how he had uh decided to change his life and all that. And it was real intriguing for me because I was like a like I grew up in church, so I was like a church kid, but I didn't like have a relationship with Jesus. So I didn't think it took all that. So I'm like, bro, why you don't want to hang with us no more? I, it was yeah. confusing to me. I'm yeah. like, why you don't want to hang with me? Like, what's going on? Like, I'm not that bad a dude. Like, I don't be out there like them. You know? um, and he was just really expressing to me probably for the first time in my life. Like, nah, man, like I'm trying to live right. And so there's some things I can't be around and all that. And I'm like, oh, you know. Um, and I remember what actually happened to me was, uh, that campus ministry is talking about, I had a little event. I think I talked about this on the show before called the Jesus rally. Every time I say that name, I laugh. Now, I know, that's, was, that's a terrible name, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I went to that man kind of at shows urging. He like, man, check it out. And it was really the first time I heard a real clear, even though I've been in church my whole life, like gospel presentation, like what it meant to me. Mm-hmm. And like what I needed to do to actually get close to the Lord. And so ended up giving my life to the Lord there. And I went back to my my place and I guess show knew about it. And uh, he actually called me. I was like, hey, man, I heard. Why don't you come by? Come by my dorm. I want to let you hear something. And then uh, at that moment, that dude introduced me to Crossmoving, man. I'll never forget. He knew what I would like, too. He took me straight to Fanatic's verse on um on that first cipher time uh, on House Arrest, man. I, I mean, on uh, on Heaven's Mentality, actually. Yeah. Bro, what's this new thing looking like a Christian? Wu Tang. And we tied tight like a shoestring. I lost my mind. I'm like, what is that? He <laughs> uh, was like, yeah. He just kind of, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and uh, from there, man, uh, yeah, I just realized that God, like, hip hop wasn't anti God, God yeah. was anti hip hop. And it like Amen. changed my life, man. And then Show and I actually 
that we made up our mind, man, that we wanted to start our own crew. So we started our own uh, hip hop group called Ecclesiastes, based off Ecclesiastes seven five. Yeah, oh, we back, bro. Um, better to heed a wise man's rebuke than to listen to songs of fools. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And uh, so we started actually rocking all over campus, being in the cycle performing. Uh, they had this uh, event called Lyricist Lounge on campus mm. and we actually at it. Like, yeah, man, we was all over the place, man. Serious sold out for the Lord. And like from there, man, I got introduced to so many Christian hip hop artists. Like I was a I was ingesting that stuff, man. And then we would yeah. we would invite so then future like in the future Jesus rallies to come, we would invite Christian or hip hop artists to come and perform. And it, it, it here's the thing, man, it was it was the overflow of our heart to just undo the wickedness that we created on campus. And I remember testimony after testimony, people coming to me be like, yo, so you rapping about Jesus now? Yeah. Because it was yeah. like, no, you the dude, like, I know you. Like, we used to, because Tuskegee was a small mean at the time, it was only like 4,000 students, probably less now. But uh, it was, um, it was small. So you knew, if, even if you didn't know a person, you knew of a person. I mean, yes. even the, you know, the nerdiest individual in the veterinarian school, you just like, oh, yeah, I see you. You know, you kind of knew who people were. And if you were an individual who was loud and demonstrative and charismatic, and then you make this dramatic change to being charismatic, demonstrative, and loud for a different cause, folks is like, wait, hold up, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And they used to call us the rallyites because of the, the terrible name Jesus Rally. So they were like, oh, yeah, y'all the rallyites. <laughs> and so, we would make every opportunity just to just to make much of Jesus, bro. And it was very it was a beautiful thing because it became infectious for people who weren't just rappers. It'd be people who wanted to dance, they had a little step team, people who wanted to sing. It, it was just a beautiful we would just we would do ridiculous stuff. I ain't gonna even lie to y'all. We would go in the middle of like the yard, hold hands and just pray out loud in front of everybody. We would go to the basketball courts. We would just walk around sharing our faith. It was like, at some point it was like, all right, this is, we, we probably need to calm down a little bit. Yeah. It got a little obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we college students, you know what I'm saying? You're a young college student. You don't know, you know hip hop. It's very demonstrative, right? Hip hop's in your face. It's not shy. It's not coy. And so we were just like, well, that's the culture we come from. People are loud about their culture. You can tell a dude from Florida, he got the locks wearing orange socks, gold teeth. You can tell the people from D.C., they got the, they wearing the 35 pair of socks, the Tims, the cutoff shirts. And you can just tell where everybody's from. And for us, we was like, well, we're Christians. You got to tell who we are. You know what I'm saying? We got to make much about Jesus. And so that was our mantra. It's just like we want people to know we love Jesus and he can be he can at that time it's like he you can be cool and relevant <laughs> and still love the Lord. And, and in some ways we, we took it obviously a little too far. But but I will add this though. I know me personally, I was very hesitant to start rapping because of listening to like the cross movements, of listening to the Corey Rip. I was very confident in my rapability. As Jay was confident, as uh, we had people who were talented, but I think my concern was like, I, I don't really know what to rap about. <laughs> like I was like, what am I yeah. gonna say? Like I used to, I used to love these hoes, uh, but now I love these women. Like you know what I'm saying, like I, like, I don't want <laughs> like, like I treat them nice now. Like uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 
I used to smoke weed, now I smoke demons. Like, I was just like, <laughs> And it was real important to us because we were like underground hip hop lovers. Yeah, yeah. That like, our content was dope, our lyrics was dope. And so that's what we loved about groups like, like Corey Red, Cross Movement, Raiders of the Lost, like these cats mm. like that. They were like, not just dope MCs, but then their content was like, intelligent and and challenging and yeah. made us go to our bibles like i never forget trying to figure out what the word esoteric meant when yeah i said it i was like what is esoteric like, <laughs> like, we wanted to be that as well um which was also like challenging because then it meant like now we got to dig so it made us more hungry to get into us into the scriptures and into- absolutely and so here and i don't know if this will create a segue but here's the other thing there was no market for real for real right so we weren't doing this because we were trying to figure out how to create a platform. If anything, we were doing this because the platforms that we felt we created were those that that promoted a different type of God. And so we were like, well, how do we kind of very similar to Paul and Mars Hill and Eridopagus? He's like, man, there's much debate about whose God is real. And we want to just come on and step onto the, the yard and say, hey. Let's talk about the unknown God or the God that is forgotten that no one talks about. And man, I know to this day, every now and then I get people who are like, man, I remember y'all or this, this and that. And it took me a while. And, and the seeds were planted. The Lord did a great work, not only in, in other people, but in us, man. And we've we've seen the Lord work in a way that is beautiful and miraculous. So no, no. It's, let me let me let me throw this in there. In the midst of that awareness, both I mean, you had deep roots of hip hop, even in the battles and what you're going. You can't just be in a battle with some jingle bell, you know, kind of bars. You've got to come with some stuff that's going to that's going to make cats run up in your crib and beat your behind, right? You got to come up with some stuff like you crushed me for generations. I can't even get on the mic now, right? So you 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 come from that stock. That mindset, that's real hip hop, right? And you go into then this whole um, uh, uh, Christian hip hop with not aware of perhaps its way of doing things, right? But you still had that root of we want to come with that esoteric. We want to come with, you know, uh, Afro, sacred, tabernacle, dwelling. We want to come with that. That's crazy. But that's yet, crazy. <laughs> but there is like a, uh, even in that time, I mean, the movement was like, knocking some stuff down, but there weren't a lot of cats. There were cats maybe trying to jump on, on, on that same thing. Did you feel like um, this is, this is, um, I mean, like the, the way in which we came to faith, the way we've grown in faith, the way we bonded and building is the way in which like, like as hip hop first gets started, right? Pure hip hop cats may have felt a way about uh, Sugar Hill Gang coming out. Cause like, yo, that's cool. Right, 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 right. But hip hop is right here in the dungeon here with, you know what I'm saying? Did y'all feel that yeah. kind of way a little bit? I, so, you know, it's interesting. This is still an age of debate. Anytime I'm around the ambassador, we, we have a disagreement <laughs> to some degree around the standards of Christian hip hop, if you can, if you will, like what, because th- the reality of it is, is you usually emulate, you, you follow after those people you most appreciate or the people who are steering the culture, the people who are at the driving seat. And for us, you know, th- there were really like three, three kind of maybe four sh- camps around the time when we were kind of burgeoning in the early, uh, in the early 2000s, late 90s. You, you obviously had the cross movement. Mm-hmm. And then kind of attached to the cross movement, you kind of had 
your um your market of east. So that's the yeah. Corey Reds. The, the, <laughs> they're they're very Jesus centric, but they're a little more rough. They're a little more like street. Very similar to like I think what you guys are trying to do with this show. But the cross movement was very culture heavy, but theological. Right. But then you had if we move towards the left, you had kind of like your grits and your grits crew was yeah. kind of like, we're going to talk about Jesus, but we're going to make it fun and engaging. Right. And it's kind of more crossover appeal, a little more CCM. Right. Ooh, yeah. Uh, ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh. Right. More marketable, very yeah. marketable. But then you go to the further left, you have tunnel rats and tunnel rats was, <laughs> I may not even know if you Christian, but you, right. it's about the, it's a, it's about the, the skill. We're going to make right. sure the goal is like to be excellent in presentation. I guess you yeah. could say some of them would say. And Man. so I like to some degree, most of all of that. I mean, I used to listen to tunnel rat stuff. Yeah. Um, I used to listen to, uh, cross movement heavy and I listened to Mark East. I wasn't a, the biggest fan of the grits, but I would peer in every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But the people who influenced me the most were the two, the first two groups that I, that I mentioned, the cross movements and like the Market of the East Cats. And yeah. for us, it was like, I think they kind of created a cultural understanding of how you're supposed to appreciate, approach this, this genre. And in some ways, I think I did lose a little bit of the critical hip hop edge mm-hmm. and just trying to be, you know, how can I just be very theological and evangelical. You know what I'm saying? I just want to rap about Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I think to fast forward maybe a decade later, that's when I was like, you know what? Let me let me not lose the Jesus necessarily, but how do I begin to, to swing the pendulum a little bit more towards being an artist who thinks deeply about his art? Not to say that the cross movements didn't think deeply about their art, but right. I do think there is a there's a there's a level to where the the presentation of the of Christian music gets to a place oftentimes where the 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 message over is is more important. The content is more important than the presentation of the content. Mm-hmm. And I think you don't have to sacrifice either. You can communicate the content that is extremely Christ centered and strong theologically and the, theological and deep, but it can also the presentation of it can be very 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 masterful and, and so and at I, some I'm, point i mean the, the the thing is it takes work to do that and see yeah, it does. my my thing is my thing is stevie wonder album came out once a year you will be begging for another stevie wonder album like but he's like nope next january i'll be like what but you still jamming because every song was a killer it took him a year to put that boy in the oven bake that boy but when it came out 12 songs was killing. And so it's like to do what you said to me. I mean, I know we got in and edit. We can, we can learn stuff quicker and, 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 and maybe mimic some knowledge or some nonsense. But in the context of that culture and the content marrying each other, you got to sit there for a minute. I remember Tony Evans at a pastor's conference talked about, which I really have always kept with me. You got to have a single parent mom right here, a married couple, a kid going through some stuff, six people in front of you before you take that text out of revelation and make sense for it. If it can't make sense for them, then you need to put that thing away. You're like, you know, like, like a fifth grader, like a fifth grader can understand it. Right. So I say that culture and kind of, that takes a minute Absolutely. to make that boy. And I don't necessarily know how stuff has to, because Muggs is posting on so regular and Muggs has got new albums out every 15 minutes. 
are they really baking that piece with a culture, either the oh, culture no. heavy or content heavy in that context? Well, I think also people, and this is just my own, I, I think because relevance and presence is is such a a reward these days, I don't think, I think we sacrifice the actual art to just remain present. Mm. And so because people are trying to make sure that no one forgets about them, they're putting out content at a rapid pace, which I think it dilutes the quality because you're not actually, you're not, you're not kick, giving yourself the opportunity to simmer, as you say, and bake and to live in the valley. So, you know, the analogy of ascending the hill and descending. I mean, you descend, you to ascend the hill takes a lot of work and it's a great, great practice. It's great exercise. However, nobody lives at the top of hills. It's hard. You can barely breathe a, a mountains. You climb mountains. Is nothing grows up there. The vegetation is low. The air capacity is is terrible, and eventually things die. the The goal is to ascend so that you can descend and live mm. in the valley where things well, grow. Well, life happens. Come on, somebody. You heard it right and here. The problem is, is that too many artists out here are trying to ascend the hill and live at the top of the hill. Well, let me tell you something. The only one who can live at the peak is all God, God Almighty Himself. Ha! The Lord would say. <laughs> Go see me at the top of the hill, Moses. Shine, but go back down to the people. Come on, somebody. Right, right, right. And share a word. Wow. Uh, so, that's a white preacher. <laughs> right. Yo, the dialogue about that ascending and descending, man, is um, is brilliant. Do you think, though, like cats are rapping about the descending part? Or they just continuing? That's what you're saying. They, they continue to stay on the ascending part. Is that what you mean? Oh, no, yeah, I think there's, I mean, like, I don't want to be that old man. It's like, nobody's doing it. <laughs> I know you're not. You're not that way. Get, off my, get off my lawn, yeah, young whippersnappers. <laughs> no, I do think there's, I mean, there's a lot of dope artists out there, man. I, I yeah. And yeah. this is not, so here's my issue. When I talk, uh, when I critique culture, I'm not just talking about one particular generation. I'm saying everybody who are in this space, we got to be mindful of, of what we're talking about. I do think the there's been a correction, uh, overcorrection, if you will, um, okay. of people who've been frustrated with the, I guess you could say the direction of Christian hip hop because it's it's been tethered to either youth movements, it's been tethered to wow. uh, white evangelicalism, it's been tethered to Christian uh, music markets. And so they're like, well, how can we, and I, when I say I'm included in that, how can we begin to be more engaged in black churches like it once was? How can we be uh, more, uh, how can we begin to own our own institutions and pipelines of distribution? Yeah. How can we not just only care about the context of which we write rap about, but also the actual quality of the music and who we work with? And I think in that in that pivot, sometimes people overcorrect. And that's just mm. the nature of human beings and human behavior. Mm. And I think what's, what needs to happen is usually with the people who lead the charge, they change the direction, very similar to Crossmoon. Crossmoon was a very didactic group. Right, and right. the people who followed and loved them was like, I want to make music like that. Right. Well, now that you have the the pioneers, or not the pioneers, but the gatekeepers of Christian hip hop, kind of making music that's more cultural engaging and not necessarily church focused folks are like oh let's make music like that and it's mm -hmm. just the nature of human right. behavior 
And so how can we get people to see like, no, we need people making music for the church and we need people making music outside of the church as well. Yeah. Yo, we're going to be right back with Show Barack with some more conversation. We're about to get into it. Yo, Church on the Block. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Church on the Block, man. We're having a great conversation, man, with Pastor Jay, Ruckus, and Show Baraka, man. We are uh, talking about history, talking about, uh, you know, just the beginnings of, of, of a faith walk and the introduction of that faith walk into Christian hip hop. And we dialogue, man, about like like the the uniqueness of of the growth or the lack of growth in maturity. We always talk about that, man. We talk to C-Dub, C-Dub talking about, I'm making grown folks hip hop music, right? And being able to talk about real issues. And sometimes, whether it's whether it's uh, Snoop Dogg or whether it's anybody else, sometimes cats don't bring that level of their own growth uh, to another. But read a book or something, read a book, read one book and, um, and then see how that, how that <laughs> I mean, cats from freestyle, I hope and believe they be reading all the time so they can be relevant when they, when they doing it uh, for the battle. So, but uh, uh, in this dialogue about that maturity, right? Uh, show you said some powerful stuff, man. And uh, being able to even bring forth uh, that same powerful through your, through your video, through the, through the YouTube piece of the, of the 10 most ignorant. Now, what, what are you, what were 10? <laughs> 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 um, Ten things that will make hip hop better. Yeah, 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 better. yeah, yeah. And but it comes from a deeper place. It doesn't come from. We know you for a yeah, long yeah. time, and I, I pray in light of folks here in the show, um, you know, the twelve people who listen, that the movement, uh, the movement of of how um, people see um, the depth of 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 your. Your, your content of it. And, and, and if they know and have heard any of your music anyway, they know the depth of where you're coming from. And, and especially in the black history, uh, video clips mm-hmm. and all the insights with that too. But, um, just talk, talk with us about that, uh, those thoughts around that and, and, you know, um, being able to just to bring it, uh, uh, bring it up and just, uh, unpack it for anybody who hasn't heard it or seen it. We played it yeah. uh, on one of our other shows. So you can go on YouTube and check it out. But, just break it down. Yeah, I don't really have. I, I'm, a, I'm as I'm talking. I'm gonna try to pull up the the list of my phone because I really don't remember the all terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> but ultimately, you know, there's been a lot of things that I've been discussing with friends, um, people who I've who are either in the faith or people who were a part of the faith at one point in time, and uh, it just it just it sparked a lot of interesting dialogue and some concerns, which led me to say, you know what? There are some things that we, we as people who love Jesus and not just Christian hip hop need to start to consider in order for us to walk worthy, as the Bible says, of the calling that has been given unto us. And oftentimes, as you've mentioned, what I like to do is I like to make videos. Sometimes um, these videos are very satirical. I sit down and I give like information about Black history, or I'll talk about things that are happening in the world, but I'll usually do them with a little comedic bent to it. True, and true. so this was another attempt at that to try to say, you know what, let me critique culture, talk about some things that are very serious, but add a little satire to it. And so I thought like, let me, because there were things that I was like, well, let me, let me before I, I go there, I personally went through a 
about a, a year and a half, a two year process where uh, during the pandemic in 2020 and ending around the end of 2021, where I myself was not living a righteous life. Um, I had the appearance of righteousness. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't doing things that people could see. Mm. There were times when I was being very liberal with my tongue or liberal with things I was believing. Um, and when I mean liberal, not like in a political sense, not to offend anybody who has liberal. I mean, more like licentious in mm-hmm. the word. You know what I'm saying? Being licentious, being careless, say that, with my tongue, being very careless with the things that I would say about culture and about people, um, all because I was behind the scenes. I was not living a righteous life. Mm. And then at one point, I confessed my sins to my wife. I confessed my sins to my brother, my pastor, my church. And the beautiful thing that happened that led me to that confession was the fact that I was pastoring a church. Uh, I was asked to be an interim pastor for about a period of nine months. And even though I wasn't living, uh, I wasn't wilding out during that particular time, I hadn't yet confessed my sins. Mm. I hadn't dealt with the sins, more importantly. I haven't dealt with it. And uh, I was like, you know what? I won't say anything. I'll just... I'll just call it out five years from now. But being in community, being in community, studying the scriptures, what I had lost for about a year and a half. Mm. I wasn't reading the scriptures unless I was teaching or speaking. I wasn't just digging into these things for the joy of it. I wasn't being a part of community just for the joy of it. I wasn't talking about Jesus. I was talking about how wicked white people were and how Mm. terrible white supremacy was. Mm. And I was taking on the evils and the social ills of the world without managing it with scripture. And one of the things I noticed is like, man, it's so easy to just talk about God and not actually be in fellowship with him. Mm. And I, and, and now uh, as I was thinking about my last couple years or the last four years of my life, thinking about people who stepped away from the faith, people who are still in the faith, but I know that they're not living the life that they should be living. I said, man, what a beautiful thing it is to be a part of a community of people who love Jesus. And so I said, man, I just want other people who have platforms to see the slippery slope that can be created if they begin to just fall more in love with the gifts that God gave rather than the giver. And so I was like, let me write this list of things that I think will maybe be a, a challenge to the people, but let me do it in a way that's going to be funny. And so ultimately the first one was like, <laughs> Hey, we got to bring Jesus back into this thing. <laughs> and here's the, th- the thing about that. When I say we got to bring Jesus back into this thing, I'm not saying like, we just got to talk about Jesus. Right. I'm saying does where is Jesus in the pecking order of your life? Like, is he priority in everything we do? Because I can tell, and, and this is not to say that anybody else is doing it wrong, but just to give a little example, man, 2020 was a crazy year. 2016 to 2020 is a crazy year for many of us. For mm-hmm. some folks, it was, you know, the greatest time of <laughs> American history. But for many of us, it's like, yo, this is, this is rough. You can exist in that period of time and talk about justice, talk about politics, but still hold to Christ-like love right? to try to promote reconciliation. And that, and then during that time, I was so fatigued with, you know, what I would say white supremacy or, or, uh, a wrong thinking in politics that I began to, to hate white brothers and sisters, to hate people who 
didn't believe the things I believed politically, mm. to say things that I don't think were very biblical. And in that sense, but I was still using gospel language to hate people. Mm. And so the challenge is, is like, man, where is Jesus really in the conversations around justice? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And in the same sense, I feel like, man, yeah, we can rap about Jesus. You can mention, but is Jesus really in, is he saturating the heart? And and not to be the old man, I felt like at one point in time, like that was our posture to talk about the Ecclesiastes days with, with, with Pastor Jay. It's like, man, it's, we were just, we just wanted people to, to know Jesus. Right, right. We were getting mocked. Like we was getting mocked on campus. <laughs> it wasn't no platform. It wasn't, wasn't nobody running around like, yo, hey, I'm going to pay you $5,000 to come rock at such as. No, it was like, <laughs> hey, we'll give you gas money to come rock at our church. <laughs> right, right, right. I was and so I was one of them people. I got gas money for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we did the, we did the, the house church for like a for like $100. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is this. The point is, is that, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with being uh, rewarded for your faithfulness and re- being rewarded. However, there is a problem when that reward or the, the, the those trinkets begin to, to drift you away from the core mission of what you were hoping to do. And that is to make Jesus known. And so, yeah, is Jesus in the music? Mm. Is he not only mentioned in the music, which I don't even really like, I don't I'm not I'm not here to, to police anybody's JPM. I'm here to police the heart behind the music. Like, can, is Jesus a part of the music? So even the way you talk about Jesus and trying to weaponize it against people, that may not be, that may be ungodly. You right. know what I mean? Wow. The second thing was more just my own personal, uh, just like, I just want to hear some rapping. Some of this mumble stuff is just, I just don't get it. <laughs> I struggle, my guy. I'm not gonna even lie. That's where the old man comes out. Right, right. I believe in elo- you know, eloquence, loquacious. You know, I just want people to be art- intelligent. Now, that doesn't mean they have to. There's some, you know, like a big crit. Big crit is not necessarily a. Um, you know, instead of me just using secular, let me talk about one K few. One K few is not a, um, the type of artist who's going to rap about like rapping a way that is like a uh, like a show baraka i'll just say that right mm-hmm. but his art his art and his music is still smart it's still good it's still thoughtful so you can be gutter you can be grimy and still ha- make sense you know what i'm saying and still be intelligible you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so i feel like oftentimes the art form of hip-hop is being lost in a lot of our modern, uh, just freestyle it, you know, get in the booth and just freestyle. I'm like, man, some of y'all need to write. Some of y'all need to think about what you're saying. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and I don't know if y'all have questions. I can just continue going through this list. Oh, you gotta let me know. No, I, I just want to say, man, I, I, I appreciate what you're sharing and, and the journey that you, you went through, th- through COVID I've shared on the show a similar journey of myself of, of the frustration and the anger and that I, that I was feeling during that time. And I remember a buddy of mine that, that uh, a good friend of me and Phil's named Ron, uh white guy. And I remember us talking one time and I said to him, I said, Ron, if the race war kick off, where you going to be? And he said, well, brother, he said, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't be on your side. 
Because if I'm on your side, there's people on your side that want to kill me because of the color I look like, because of my skin color, what my people have done to you. And I definitely ain't going to be on the other side of that. So I'm hoping you're going to be where I'm going to be, somewhere <laughs> hiding in the woods, chilling and living relaxing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then towards the end of the pandemic, I remember just having that reality check with myself about who I am and the rabbit hole I was going down. And I saw him going down that rabbit hole. And I called him and I said, bro, you're going down that rabbit yeah. hole. Don't go down that rabbit hole, bro. We got we to gotta remember Christ. We got to remember who we are with him, our relationship with him. So I just appreciate it's so easy, you sharing though. your journey about it. It's so easy to get, to get caught up in that because yeah. it's rewarding. It's rewarding, man. Like, you know, people retweet you. They like your posts. They, you know... Misery loves company and it's, and it's in a sense is, you know, anger loves other people who are angry and Jesus is teaching us how to be angry, but yet love in our anger, mm-hmm. how to be yeah. frustrated with systems and injustice, but yet and still there's nobody outside of the reach of Jesus. Like all can come to repentance, all can be changed and transformed. I think we want to be like Jonah. We like, nah, I don't even want these jokers to hear the good news. True. And True. Um, <laughs> and when we preach, I'm hoping that they don't repent because I just want to bring that condemnation. Right, 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 right. As soon as they walk out of there, they're just going to fall out. Um, yeah. You know, I think- and Go ahead. it takes a little bit of us to, to say, you know what? I mean, first, it takes courage to communicate like, yeah, the world's broken and I want to speak truth to power. But it also takes a bit of courage to say, but yet, yet and still there's room at the cross. Yeah, I mean, the reality of uh, how that balance has, you just talk about culture and content, right? The reality of having a way in which you can um, be real in that space um, um, and 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 own like your own journey with it, right? Uh, while at the same time, helping cats to recognize that and own it too. There's a, there's a point where certain things going to happen. And if you just don't own your mess, um, you know, you're going to continue right. to perpetuate the same, yeah. the same thing. Right. And yet uh, we want, we want to be authentic and real. And, and I want a church body of believers that can be authentic and real and hold your integrity intact and be like, I want to agree with you right there. I want to understand what you mean. Or uh, we, we, you know, there's some tension with that, but, but uh, I want to, I want to maybe figure out and understand this, but that's a unique place to be. Right. But it, yeah, it, we, we have examples of that in a church where people may have struggled with, with alcoholism, sexism and all the other isms, but yet we carry them with that. Oh, we know you're working on this and we're, but bridge that same thing over when somebody says, you know, go for this politician or go for that particular the- uh, position uh, theologically or socially. And then we have a whole nother hatred. It seems like that comes at that mm-hmm. space. Well, and again, you know, like you talked about before, the great line you mentioned about throwing like, like Jesus defined it, or, you know, just Christianizing it, but it was still like an att- using that as an attack um, yeah. as well as a way to justify it, as a way of justifying it, man. Yo, you are on Church on the Block, real talk about hip hop, the church of the streets, man, with our boy, Show Baraka, legendary brother, legendary real talk believer in the faith, man. I'm going to drop these bars on you, real talk, man, real talk. This husband came into the crib and told his wife, hey, babe, something's wrong with the car. There's water in the carburetor. She's like, wait a minute, what did you just say? Baby, if the car won't start, it's messed up. 
there's water in the carburetor. And knowing this man didn't know nothing about cars, she had her head cocked, side eye, talking about, what do you mean there's water in the carburetor? You don't know nothing about car. He said, babe, the car's in the swimming pool, okay? So there must be water in the carburetor. <laughs> Oftentimes, that is how we do our life. We don't really say what's really going on. We don't really say the real truth. We just want to give the purpose, the, the, the look of what is okay. But really, our lives are in the swimming pool. Yo, Jesus Christ, man, is real. Be real with what you're going through. Be honest with that. God ain't shook. Trust in Christ. He will get you at that swimming pool, man, and restart that engine in the way God will lead you. Yo, this is Pastor Phil, DJ Ruckus, Show Baraka, Pastor Jay, Church on the Block. We'll see y'all next Sunday. Y'all.